the Lee Hecht Harrison podcast, a place where we'll be sharing insights and discussions about workforce transformation and what that means to you, the people of HR. Hello and welcome. I'm delighted to be joined in the studio by Emma Rose. Emma has spent more than 20 years in HR and talent roles, working for a range of high-profile organisations such as Marks & Spencers, Coca-Cola, Cadbury's and Intercontinental Hotels. Emma is currently HR Director at Kerry Foods and has recently won the HR Director of the Year Award at the HR Excellence Awards. So firstly, hi Emma. Hi. And congratulations on your award. Thank you very much. So to kick things off, can you just give us an overview of how you came to be the recipient of the HR Director of the Year Award? To be honest, it was a a huge surprise to be shortlisted for the award by the, the judges of the HR Excellence Awards. I found out around Easter time last year and then it proceeded into a public vote which closed at the end of May and then we found out at the end of June who the winner was. Excellent. What, what was the process? How did you get on the shortlist? Was it an entry you made? I didn't enter for the award, but we have been trying to raise the profile of Kerry Foods over the last couple of years. We've entered a couple of awards previously into the HR Excellence Awards, particularly around employee engagement. So I think the judges were aware of the business and what we'd been doing and some of the activity that we'd been trying to really drive across the business. So they'd seen a couple of our projects, seen the success of the projects in the business. So that may have contributed to it. Great. What do you think it was about the the projects that you've been doing at Kerry Foods or your team or yourself that, that may have given you the edge over some of the other great work that's been going on in other organisations? I think particularly with our engagement programs, we've tried to be really creative and really involving of the total business. So we have about six and a half thousand employees across Kerry Foods. Most of them would be working in a factory environment on a day to day basis. And we've really tried to involve them, everybody in all of our engagement programs. And I think the first phase of our engagement activity related to how we communicated strategy within the business and how we made it simple and engaging and a very kind of human process for people and then the second stage was about really involving them in bringing that strategy to life so we've won several awards for our trailblazers program which was our dragon's den initiative to get people to put forward their ideas for for new innovation and products and was was that open to everybody Yeah, absolutely everybody, yeah. And it was a six-month programme in the business on a very low budget, quite creative, very involving. We really kind of upped the ante on the level of engagement around the winners, the shortlisted uh, finalists, and just made a real buzz about it in the business. So I think it was fun, engaging, quite entrepreneurial, very involving, and actually had some commercial benefits. So the two winners' products were then commercialised in the business as well. Will you be running the programme again? We were asked that a lot, actually, in the business. We'd like to. We wanted to give it a bit of space because it's a a big programme to run internally. It takes up a lot of people's time and we wanted people to kind of have a bit of time to to come up with some new ideas. So I've no doubt that we will, yeah. On the to-do list, maybe next year. Yeah. Um, What has been the impact of receiving the award, either on yourself or your team or the business? 
personally, it was a huge honour. Um, it's quite a, a big deal to be in front of a lot of your industry peers and friends and colleagues and recognised for what you do. And I really, really appreciate that. It was a great kind of recognition of, of what I've done over the last few years. But more than that, I think it was great recognition for what my team have done and yeah. what actually my peers in the in the leadership team within Kerry Foods have done in supporting everything we've tried to do for our people. We couldn't have done anything of what we've done without their support. And I've right from day one, I've had the full support of all of my leadership team peers for everything we've done. They really care about our people. They really care about our HR agenda. They really care about engagement. And that's really what's enabled us to to do the things that we've done. So I think it was brilliant recognition for them, brilliant recognition for my team, more than anything else. Yeah. Talking of the leadership team, I've got a great quote here from Duncan Everett, who's the CEO of Kerry Foods. And commenting on your nomination, he said... In just over two years, Emma has completely transformed our HR function. The impact she had from day one on those in her team, our leadership team and the business was incredible. Personally, I would not be able to lead our business as I do without Emma's insight, challenge and support. Obviously, that's an amazing quote to get from uh, the CEO. So what advice would you give to any other HR leaders that are looking to build a good relationship with their CEO? Um, yeah, I paid Duncan well yeah. for that one. <laughs> um, I think it's such a critical relationship. You really need to understand how the business works, what they're trying to do, what their personal goals and ambitions are for the business. And more than anything, help them to achieve that. So um, I've worked really hard with Duncan and with the previous CEO, Floor, to understand what it is that their ambition is for, for the business and how people play a role in that. Fortunately, I didn't have to do a lot of work to convince them that people were really important to that. And I think that can be um, quite a big part of the HR director's job in other businesses. But I think it's just critical to form that relationship, become a confidant, become a coach, help them to achieve their ambitions and help them to lay out a plan and deliver on that plan for for how to do it. Yeah, you mentioned um, that one of the reasons why you think the work that you've done at Curry Foods may have stood out in the awards process was the fact that you're able to show a commercial impact. And, you know, we often hear that's one of the challenges that HR teams and not just HR teams, but other support functions in the business uh, struggle to achieve. Do you think that's played a role in making sure that the leadership are on side and fully supportive? Yeah, I think it's it's absolutely fundamental. But to, to do that, you need to be able to talk their language you need to understand what they're trying to do. You need to understand how the business works. You need to be able to see when the business isn't working effectively and when it is. And if you can show them that you understand what they're trying to do, then they tend to listen more, engage more with how you think people play play the role in helping them to do it. So I think that business knowledge and understanding is absolutely fundamental. Yeah. What common challenges do you see HR professionals struggling with when it comes to progressing on in their career? I think that the business understanding is one of them. Really knowing how to engage uh, with the business on their level and with their objectives and their ambitions. I think the other thing that I see often is about HR people having the confidence and, and the real belief that they can add real value 
And it's moving from kind of that reactive HR agenda to a much more proactive HR agenda and being demanding actually around the role that people can play in delivering the business ambition. So I think it's that confidence. HR can still be a little bit apologetic. Yeah. And they stay within the boundaries a bit more and only show up when they're invited to be involved. And I think one of the things we really need to change and actually just build on, there's just a huge surge in how people really make the difference in organisations. And we need to ride that wave and help leaders understand how they how they work with their people to, to really achieve their goals. And what do you think kind of is drives that hesitancy? I think it comes back to that business understanding. So we understand HR really well. We understand people. We understand how to hire people, make people redundant. We understand how to restructure. But in terms of really engaging with how the business is working and how to drive performance in a business, how to bring the best people into the right roles, how to move talent and develop talent, how to develop leaders. These are all things that can really make the difference to business performance. And helping people to understand that and engage with that, I think, is is our real job going forward. Yeah. So based on what you know now, if you could give some advice to your younger self just starting out on their HR career, what advice would you give them? Um, well, as I said, uh, focus on understanding how the business really works. I think get really broad experience early. So don't stay too long in any one role. Get some really different and diverse experience. Don't be too role specific. So look for look for the agenda, look for the experiences that are really going to contribute to your development rather than pinning your career on a job title. Yeah. So be flexible and then really learn to build strong, trusted relationships with people in the business, in HR, build those networks, because that's what really makes the difference later. And do you have a specific moment in your career where you look back and say, yes, that was a huge learning point for me, either in terms of a specific project or a specific person that you worked with or even something that went wrong? Gosh, I think there's something from every role that I've done. There have been moments when I've realised that it's been quite pivotal in terms of the experience that I've had. But there's something in every role that you learn and take with you. And it might inform how you want to be going forward and it might inform how you don't want things to be going forward. One of the most defining periods in, in my career was when Kraft took over Cadbury. Yeah. It was a very, very difficult period for everybody involved. It was a kind of two or three year process and it was very hard and we got through it. But I think more than anything at that point, I realised how HR really lead a change, really lead an integration, really lead, it really can help lead how people are feeling um, across an organisation in a very difficult period. So I think that was one of the one of the most defining times. But there's definitely been something from every role that I've done. Yeah. When you think about your future career, what what? excites you about the the way HR is developing? I mentioned earlier, I think we need to ride this wave because I think there's so much more awareness now than there would have been when I, in the first 10 years of my career, of how people really make the difference in organisations. And HR is just getting closer and closer to being right at the heart of business success going forward. And that really, really excites me and motivates me. I'm personally really interested to see how the 
development of data and analytics can really help take HR to the next level in terms of how we inform and influence business decisions going forward. Um, I think we're getting more savvy around that, but we've still got a long way to go. Again, it's one of those things where if you have that data, again, it helps you have more commercial decisions with exactly. people that, you that can have speak a much, in the num- language of numbers. Exactly. You can have a much more objective conversation. So you're not influencing from intuition yeah. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. I still think intuition plays a really strong role in how to move forward in an organisation. But balanced with some data and analytics, I think it can be really powerful. Yeah, I'm really fascinated by the development of more purpose-led cultures, how you really engage your employees in something that's really heart and minds driven um, in terms of the organisational purpose going forward. And it's something we've been working on in Kerry Foods over the last 12 months. And certainly it resonates strongly with me. Yeah. And I think most people going forward want to feel like they're working for a business that's doing good as well as making money. Yeah. Um, So I think that's a really important angle for us to take the lead on. And then I think an area that I'm also really interested in is around really, again, something we've been working on Curry Foods, which is about truly involving and engaging your whole business in what you're trying to do so that they give everything to, to their roles. So I think we, in most businesses, we leave a lot on the table in terms of performance because we don't get that last 10 or 20% from people because they haven't quite fully engaged with the purpose of the business or the ambition of the business. And I think there's so much untapped energy and talent, actually, that we're not really tapping into that that's a real opportunity and it's something I'm really interested in. On the flip side, are there challenges that you see developing that you are one are they curious about or fearful about addressing? I think in the short term, the world is is quite tough. Yeah. It's quite tough to be successful in business at the moment. I, I don't want to mention the B word. Am I allowed to mention the B word? <laughs> You're allowed to say the B word. <laughs> Brexit is a big beast on the horizon that I think everybody is quite fearful of. Yeah. And those kind of things make you hesitant. They make you think twice about doing things. They make you think twice about investing in some of the softer people stuff. It doesn't help your be bold advice that you no, mentioned earlier. No, that's the thing. And I think it's, a, you know, it's an even bigger challenge around how you influence, yes, we should spend the money on this because it's going to make such a big difference in actually in this time. It's tough times. It's tough times in business. There's always something that's a tough gig to handle but I think particularly at the moment we've got a bit of a rough road to go down before uh, things start to settle down. I think the B word aside the (laughs) other the other topic that you see all the time in the HR press is the whole impact of automation Mm. both on the way on people's jobs the way people work and I've seen a few headlines recently which is you know can robots replace the HR function and can robots replace the finance function and each week it seems to be a different function that the focus is on. What are your views? about the impact of automation on how the HR team operates? Personally, I, I welcome as much automation as we can get because it means that the talent that you employ can be deployed doing really value-added stuff rather yeah. than managing processes. I think you can be a bit fearful of it. I think there is a line that you shouldn't cross. I don't know if we found the right point for that yet, but... I think the things that clearly can be automated should be automated and the people who you employ in the business should be there to add real value over and above those processes. Great. 
One of the questions that I often see, again, asked amongst HR professionals is how often should you change sector? Have you got any insights into whether you are better off building your expertise in, say, you know, FMCG or, or B2B organisations? Or do you think that isn't such uh, an issue for, for HR as it is for maybe some other functions? I think it's important to do it only to realise that you tend to be dealing with similar issues yeah. wherever you go. I think it is a little bit of a myth that you're dealing with very different issues when you're crossing different sectors. It's not my experience. I think people issues tend to be quite similar wherever you go. But employers value that diversity yeah. and it's important to experience it for yourself so that you know and you have the confidence that you can say, actually, these are issues that are being experienced everywhere or this is very specific to this sector. I think it's important to have the diversity of experience. It builds your confidence it only to say, actually, these are the things that are the same and these are the things that are different. And a lot of it is very, very similar in my experience. Yeah. And what's next for you? I'm very focused on life at Kerry. Uh, Kerry is a very fast-paced organisation. We uh, talk a lot about our eyes being bigger than our bellies. We always have way too much um, on our agenda. But this year, we've got a a focus on really supporting organisation effectiveness. So really getting stuck into that that kind of how is the business working? How can we help it to work better? Where are the little fractures in how things are working? How can we help to mend some of those fractures so that the, the whole business operates seamlessly? And these days where you, you, know, you have matrix structures, you have very complicated ways of making business happen, I think we can play a role in just smoothing the ways of working across the business. So that's a key for us. We're really focused this year on growing our people managers. So people managers are key to almost everything in my view. Um, they're the lens through which everybody sees the total business. So we're focused on really developing our people managers. And then again, um, we're, we're nurturing our culture um, even more so building on some of the engagement work we've done already. And last year we launched our partnership with Special Olympics across the Kerry group in, in, in several countries. And this year we've got a really exciting agenda building on the first year of the partnership and we're taking several employees with us to the World Games in Abu Dhabi and building on our local connections to Special Olympics and really making a difference there as well. So really taking the kind of special magic that we have in the, the Kerry culture and sharing it with some of our community partners as well, which is which is absolutely fantastic. Amazing. So linking back to the awards that we started this uh, podcast with, what advice would you give to somebody who's thinking of actually entering an award? I think what we've learned through our awards is that judges of awards tend to really value a very complete story to any project that you're doing. So they like to really understand what the problem was that you're trying to deal with, what you did to address it, and then what the impact was. And I think often I hear that award entries fall over where you can't really put some kind of tangible yeah. results at the end of it. And I think it actually comes back to the HR capability and kind of data and analytics and really being able to determine a business outcome for some of what we do. So I think that's what's been really important for us, that we can tell the whole story, really be clear on the problem that we were trying to solve, really be clear on the what we did to try and solve it, and then really talk to the impact that it's had on the business. 
Thanks, Emma, for joining us. There's some, some really great insights there and we look forward to seeing you receive another award again next year. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Lee Hecht Harrison podcast. If you want to find out more about what we do, visit our website at www.lhh.com. Produced by The Podcast Company.